Well, hello again and welcome in. Wherever you are today and wherever you're listening from, I'm so happy to have you over to feast upon God's Word together. Get your plate ready today and take a seat. It's the 44, which is Matthew 4, 4. Man cannot live on bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Let's eat. I'm your host, Jed Yancey, from the Central Church of Christ in Ocala, Florida, and tis the season to be jolly, especially here in Ocala, because I don't remember the last time we had a cold Christmas like the one we're about to have. Uh, You know, people dream of a white Christmas, and there's songs out there about snow on Christmas, but man, down here in Florida, we're just singing and dreaming of a cold-ish Christmas, and so... Looks like we're going to get it if the weatherman is right and all is accurate. But, uh, you know, this is most people's favorite time of the year, and rightfully so. I'm I'm a little more partial to Thanksgiving because of the food, but, uh, you know, that's neither here nor there. And, And I would say that the one thing that is most obvious about the excitement of Christmas is the gifts. You know, what will I get this year? My, my girls have such a fun time making their list and, and kind of listing things that they would like. And, and my wife, Megan, is all about this time of year and getting the kids cool stuff and, and all the Christmas trees and decor, you know, those things that men love, right? But this time of the year always brings back some good memories. I remember back in the day of being a kid and with technology a lot more limited then than it is now by way of new and exciting gifts that that people didn't already have. But we had to really be creative when we were kids if we wanted to give gifts. I, I mean, I remember stuff like Beanie Babies and, and the Tickle Me Elmo. Th- those were the new and exciting thing if you could find them. It, it wasn't AirPods and iPads and PlayStations like it is today. Now, as you can only imagine, growing up in a family of 10 kids and sometimes more than that through foster care and foreign exchange students, we we gave each other some really interesting gifts. The kids that were older who had money, they they would typically go out and actually buy stuff that that those of us that were younger couldn't. But, But those of us younger kids that weren't working, we didn't have money, if we wanted to give a gift... It usually had to come in the form of this practice called regifting. Now, just in case you aren't familiar with this term, it's the practice of taking something that was given to you and giving it off as brand new to someone else. Now, for us Yancey kids, sometimes we would take it a step farther than that and take something from you that was already yours and not ours and wrap it up for you so that you could open it up again on Christmas morning. Now, I won't name names, but one instance comes to mind where a certain somebody, not named me, so you have a one in nine chance of guessing who decided uh, to do this, but, but they stole my brother Tony's cologne, which, mind you, had already been put to use, probably half a bottle's worth, and and she wrapped it up. There's another clue. She wrapped it up. And while he had been going crazy trying to find it for a week or two, little did he know that it was wrapped up nice and neat for him with a bow on top ready to be found on Christmas morning. Good stuff. It was uh, pretty hilarious, but 
you know, oh, the stories that I could tell you guys, and maybe one day I will. But, but this concept of re-gifting is what I want to talk to you about today. Because while it may be frowned upon in regards to the holiday season and giving gifts, as Christians, we should absolutely be the kind of people that are re-gifting and are re-gifters. We should be known for that. So let me explain. Because in the context of this time of year, I'm typically giving gifts I don't have for myself. I I haven't owned them. And and honestly, sometimes I give the kind of gifts that I I really don't care to own. Um, You know, as I go down my daughter's list and things that they want, I know you're going to be surprised, but I got to be honest, I don't think there's anything on their list that I wish to have for myself, like makeup and pretty clothes and hair clips and Converse shoes. I mean, that's not me, but they would love that. Or or Megan and I, we're going to get them that. They would love it. But you see, as Christians, we have something. We have these gifts These gifts that God has given to me that you may not necessarily have. And he's given you gifts that I may not have. And then there are also these gifts that he gives on the daily to all of us. Things like we're going to talk about today, forgiveness and patience and love. And and one of the things that we should concern ourselves with every single day is who we can re-gift those things to. These gifts that Paul calls in Scripture indescribable and too wonderful for words. Now, I've got to say, I can't, I can't package up and re-gift belief and salvation for someone else. That, that's their choice to accept or reject what I should be gifting them, which is the good news, the gospel message. Here in our Thursday morning class, we were just studying uh, the book of Acts, and we're in Acts chapter 2, and, and Peter, what, it, what he does there is he, he gives this gift, the good news, the, the gospel message, and it's up to them on that day of Pentecost, it, you're either going to accept it and, or reject it. Now, we find out, we can read between the lines that there are way more than the 3,000 listed that did accept that gift and the good news that probably left and headed off the other direction that, that turned their back on that gift. But I I can like Peter package that up. I can re gift that by the way I live my life and let my light shine. I, I can give the gift of good news and I can do that for them. But by the words I speak, by the actions I take, by the way I live my life, am I the kind of person that gives the gifts that I've been given. Because, man, they're just too good to only keep to me. And as Christians, we should be the kind of people that understand what gifts I have, what gifts we have. And we see people in our everyday life and say, man, so-and-so really needs blank. Oh, man, so-and-so would really love this gift. And that this gift could be whatever it is you have to give an an ear uh, some forgiveness some grace sometimes some honesty or some teaching 
You know, there are a few things for your 44 today that I like to talk about that God has given all of us. It's just too wonderful for words. It's indescribable that I need to then in turn be regifting to others. I'm reminded of Romans chapter 12, which tells us, man, you guys, you've all been given gifts, serving others, teaching, encouraging others, giving. Uh, maybe it's your leadership or your kindness. You, you see, while, while we may think I'm the one that's good at blank or I have the gift of blank, I, I'm, I'm able to teach, so I have that gift. We've got to understand that the power of regifting from a spiritual standpoint is to first understand that it isn't yours. It doesn't belong to you. God gave it to you. And so therefore, we need to be the kind of people that are re-gifting it. Don't use those things just for you. Wrap it up, put a bow on it, and gift it all over to the benefit of someone else. Now, there's three things I'd like to talk you through today that we can re-gift or we should. Uh, and there are many more other than these three. But the first one I want to touch on is, is one that I know I need to do better with, and that's patience. Because, man, God is so patient with me. How about you? I mean, I, I can't tell you how frustrating it probably was for him as the Israelites chose all this other stuff over him. But I also can't tell you how frustrating it is for him to watch me and to watch you choose other stuff over him. And yet Romans chapter 9 and verse 22 says that even though God has the right to hand over the gift of anger and his power, he doesn't do that. He gifts us with his patience and with those who are destined for destruction. Boy, I mean, for sure, something I need to be wrapping up every day and re-gifting to others is the very same patience that he gives me as I fall and I fail and I mess up all the time. The second thing is forgiveness. I mean, this is a tough one to package up for people, isn't it? I mean, fine, I, I can, I can re-gift this thing one time. Maybe twice. I, I forgive you. But but that's it. That's that's all. That's all you're gonna get. I, I can't keep doing this thing, forgiveness. I regifted it twice for you. How many times do I need to continue to give you the gift of forgiveness? Well, remember, Peter asked Jesus, okay, what's that number? How often should I regift this gift that you've given to me? How about a number like seven? Seven times? How about eight? Nope. Jesus says, buddy, 70 times seven. Okay, so if we do the math here, 490 times? Now, even that's not enough. As Jesus presents this 70 times seven as a way of saying, no, man, this, this gift never ends. It's, it's limitless. There's not a number on it. It's a gift that you've got to be willing to give to those around you or else we can read that we ourselves are cut off from the very forgiveness that God gives us. Matthew chapter 6. It's tough sometimes, even just the once for me to forgive someone. And yet, as I think on things, He forgives me that 70 times 7 nearly every day. Because of that, 
I've got to be willing to re-gift this indescribable gift that's too wonderful for words. And then you know what's even harder than patience and forgiveness? Love. John 15 and verse 12. Jesus said, this is my commandment. Be a re-gifter and love one another as I have loved you. Sometimes this is tough. Uh, This is a hard present to wrap up because of who I'm giving it to. It's hard to give gifts like this to your enemies, to difficult people, to annoying people, to frustrating people. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm surrounded by people that are those descriptive words. Enemies, annoying, they're frustrating. But Jesus says, re-gift this thing called love to everyone. I showed you how to do it. I showed you what it looks like. I've showed you who to give it to, everyone. So when you give it, yeah, it's from you. But it's really from him, the one who shows us how to love. In this season of giving gifts, here as we close and and exchanging gifts, while re-gifting is frowned upon, you're 44 today is to be the kind of follower of Christ that is re-gifting the very things that you've been gifted by God. I want to thank you guys, as always, for listening. Stay warm this weekend and have yourself a very Merry Christmas.